Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Behind Growth Scenes, video podcasts featuring industry leaders. In this show, we invite top marketers and experts to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the ideas and strategies that organizations are using to succeed in today's hyper-competitive world. Today, we are in conversation with Jeff Loquist, who has more than a decade of experience in implementing and optimizing all types of marketing strategies. In this episode, Jeff shares how focusing on customer intent can improve your ROI. This episode was originally recorded as a webinar and is now being presented as a video podcast. During the episode, Jeff therefore refers to a presentation while explaining certain ideas. Also, hit the follow button so that you never miss out on any episode from Behind Growth Scenes. So without any further delay, let's get right into it and understand why customer intent is important when it comes to maximizing ROI. All right, guys. Um, yeah, so my name is Jeff Loquist. I'm the Director of Optimization at Site Tuners. So, you know, you, you have a business or you, you work for a business, right? Everybody's excited. You've got this thing. You've got a great product, right? You got a great, you got a competitive price. You have to make sure that that's all in place. You build this beautiful website and then you start driving traffic to it. Like in a perfect world, money starts flowing. Unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. And the reason that is, is because you're probably not connecting with your customer. You can pick keywords, you can pick, you can write ads, you can buy landing pages, but if you don't connect with that customer, because that's what conversion rate's all about, right? So I'm going to talk about two things today. One thing I'm going to be talking about is driving paid ads. The other thing is conversion rate optimization. You know, making sure people understand that they, they feel like they're in the right place, that they feel like they can trust who you are, and that they know what to do next. And if you don't if you don't answer those three questions when people come to your website through a paid ad or any traffic source, you're you're gonna have some problems. So in order to do this, we have to find the right keywords. We have to write find the right ads, and we have to put put those people to the right landing page. If you don't do those things, your paid search pay campaigns are going to suffer. And a lot of companies are wasting like 70% of their budgets because they're not doing these three things. So let's talk about those right keywords, right? So I'm going to, I love dogs. I'm a, I'm a dog guy. Um, we foster dogs. We, you know, I have three of them um, along with chickens and all kinds of stuff, but I love dogs. Um, so, I buy a lot of dog toys and stuff like that. And I also have very rambunctious dogs. Like they get in a lot of trouble. Um, they're good dogs. They just, you know, they have a, they're high energy. But let's say we sell dog toys for rambunctious dogs. So you want to pe- reach as many people as possible, right? That's that's initially the goal is like we, we all say, hey, let's just get out there and get in front of much many people as possible and start driving that traffic. And, you know, people come and they'll buy. So we bid on things like dog toys. We might bid on pet toys, even toys for dogs. All of those keywords have a lot of search volume. They're going to drive a lot of traffic, but they may not necessarily buy a lot of get you a lot of conversions. You probably get some conversions, but if I'm searching for dog toys, I may be looking for information about dog toys. I may be looking, or especially pet toys, I may be looking for you know what's the best kind of pet toy. Can I make my own pet toy? any number of things. 
So when we're trying to find those right keywords, we really want to think more niche, right? We don't want to use broad keywords, especially when we're starting out. Um, and we learned this a lot with the barbecue industry, right? Like I can bid on barbecue grills or gas grills, but those things would get me a lot of traffic and they, they're good for branding, right? It's almost thinking like a branding camp, branding play. And down the line, those people might come back and buy. But if I'm looking for that immediate revenue or that immediate action, I probably need to start more niche, especially if I'm dealing with some smaller budgets, which a lot of us are. So think about your customer's needs. I said, I have Brambunctious dogs. They, they get in a lot, they, they, they tear toys apart. So maybe a better keyword would be indestructible dog toys or tough dog toys or unbreakable toys for dogs. The more targeted we can get with those keywords, um, we drive very specific traffic from that market. And those people are gonna be, already have done, maybe done their research and they're gonna be more apt to make that purchase or submit a lead form or anything. So we wanna narrow that focus to what matters. And how do we do that? Dig into our analytics. Your analytics for paid search is a great tool if your website already exists, right? People are already coming to your website, they're already searching for things, or they're coming for organic. So you can look at your organic keyword um, reports. And you know Google hides a lot of that information, but there's still valuable information there, even if we're only seeing 15, 20% of the data. Look at your analytics, look at that organic. Look at your internal search. Make sure your analytics has your internal search functionality set up so you can see what people are searching for on your website. Use those keywords to build your paid search campaigns. Use keyword tools, SEMrush, SpyFu, see what your competition's doing. Um, there's a ton of tools out there. Uber Suggest is a great tool. Utilize those tools to figure out what people are searching for. And then look for patterns, right? Look for how people are searching when they're on their website. On your website or, you know, maybe there are people coming in. If people are coming in on certain buckets of keywords and they're doing really well, let's group those buckets together. We got to think long tail though. And when we say long tail, we're talking about those longer terms, four, five, maybe even longer, depending on the market of those keywords. You know, not dog toys, but indestructible dog toys or indestructible toys for dogs. Those are the kind of keywords when people are searching for those, they've done their research and they're gonna be further down that, that funnel. So think long tail. And then use a lot of negatives. And this is where we come from that disqualification standpoint, right? Once we understand what people are searching for that aren't that is not working for us, we can use negative keywords. So think dog toys is a great example. It might be DIY, do it yourself, homemade, patterns, those kind of keywords. We can add those keywords as negatives to stop those search terms from showing up. And we're gonna get a lot better results in the future. And this is gonna take some time. You may not know that off the bat. There's things you'll probably know off the bat. Like, you know, homemade is not a great keyword, right? We know that DIY is probably not, not a great keyword for us to, if we're selling dog toys. So take those out right away, but you really wanna make sure you're always like checking those keywords, always checking your search queries and making sure that you're taking out that stuff that's not working for you. And remember that volume isn't everything. And this is a great example of this. The term dog toys, the average search volume on that, 65,000 a month. You know, we can look if we're getting like an average click-through rate of three, 4%, 2,500 traffic to our website. And if your conversion rate is 0.5% because it's a very broad term, 
you know, that's still a lot of traffic. But if you look at indestructible dog toys, the volume's a lot less, right? 14.8%. And if your traffic is 750, we're still looking at 3%, 4% click-through rate, but your conversion rate's much higher, right? People know what they're looking for. They know what they want. So you're getting a conversion rate 3.5%. You're still going to see a much bigger return. So you always have to, don't, don't think like top volume, like these huge keywords. Like I've had so many clients in the past um, that really always wanted to chase those those terms. Um, here in Louisiana, where I'm from, from, we have crawfish, right? We eat a lot of crawfish. And one of my clients was a crawfish farm and they, they sold crawfish online. They ship it all over the country. Well, the owner of that company had to rank for the term crawfish. He didn't care. Always had to go out there and do that. So we bid on that term, even though we told him not to, and he got spent tons and tons and tons of money, but it didn't return a lot of orders. Whereas buy crawfish online, buy live crawfish online, those terms, very much less volume, but that's where all the orders came from. Because when those people, and so we always knew that that, that, that big crawfish term was a branding play, it got the name out there, and that's okay if you have the budget to do those things. But if you're dealing with smaller budgets, Think about these longer tail, lower volume, but higher converting keywords. Because I'd much rather spend, even if this keyword cost me $2 compared to this keyword cost me $1, my return on investment is going to be huge compared to that, what they call the short tail term, the head term. And then always think of quality over quantity. That's... Uh, if you keep that in mind when you're building keywords, when you're writing ads, when you're doing anything landing pages, this always think quality over quantity works throughout this process. The less you can say on a, a landing page but get your point across, the less you can say in an ad and get your point across, and then the less volume on the keyword, but the better quality of that keyword, you're going to do better. Keywords only a third of the battle. It's not even half the battle. It's just a third. It's a very important part. But those ads are huge, right? And your ad needs to do a number of things. It needs to mirror the user's objective. It needs to appeal to their desires and needs, right? Because we want them to click through. The whole point of that ad is to get people to click through. So we need to acknowledge their pain points. Utilize those emotional triggers. Focus on those solutions, not just the benefits. People love solutions and they're looking for a solution. And a benefit is something that we have a solution is something they have. So we always want to can't think about their needs when we're writing ads, building landing pages. And then we want to entice them with a solution. We want to make sure that they know when they click through that ad, this is what they're going to get. So ad copy for conversion, what does that look like? So we need to include keywords in the ad copy in the headline. Dynamic keyword insertion. I know this is something that's an, it's an old tool. Everybody's familiar with it. Most people are familiar with it. Um, it is still a big winner. To this day, um, if you can put a keyword dynamically into your into your ad copy, it resonates with people. Utilize all your available space. Maximize your ad extensions. Um, you have in Google specifically, we have three lines of ad text. I mean headlines. We have two lines of description text, and we have a number of extensions we can use, right? Make sure we're using all that. Make sure your copy matches user intent and the landing page experience. So what is that person searching for? 
make sure that whatever that keyword is, that your ad copy is re related to that that keyword, and that it's related to the landing page they're going to they're going to come to. And we'll show you some examples of this here in a little while. Um, include information about the offer, and then use natural language that sells. Like I said, not just the benefits. So let's talk about including keywords in the ad copy. So I did a search for indestructible dog toys, right? The two keywords that stand out to me, the ads that stand out to me right away, this tells me exact, they, they have exactly what I need, right? And they have exactly what I need here and here. So um, Chewy and Westpaw have done a great job already in their ads of just making sure that that ad resonates me, resonates with me right away. So dynamic keyword assertion that I was talking about, it automatically inserts the key, the search query in the ad text. And so it must be less than the, ma the max characters of that line of ad. And there's three ways to do it. You can see here, um, you can do it where it's, if you do it this way with the keyword like this, indestructible dog toy, all lower case will show up. If you capitalize the K, the first letter will show up. But if you capitalize the K and the W, it'll capitalize the first letter of each word. And that's actually a little thing that helps a lot in ads. I see a lot of ads where people write just all lower text. If you capitalize the first word, first letter of each word, it actually helps your ad stand out a little bit more. So just a little pro tip, I guess, on this. If you're using keyword insertion, use that KW, capital K, capital W version. If you're just writing an ad, capitalize the first letter of each noun in that. So utilize all available ad text. So BarkBox, done a great job here, right? They're utilizing the site links, everything like that. Um, you know, there's even more that can probably be used here, but they've obviously got that number one spot and they're being able to they're being able to utilize that with those ad extensions. What kind of ad extensions are we talking about here? So there's a number, right? These the site links that we're seeing here. So site links are clickable. You have a headline and you have um, a description text to kind of tell more about it, which is great. They have call-out extensions, which you see here with the BarkBox. This free toy bin, $30 value. These are not clickable, but they add more information and you can utilize more, more business incentives and things like that. The ship toy, first short toy ship right now, things like that, $40 value per box. These are the kind of things that it just adds meat to your um, to your ad. And the whole point of this is to build a very robust ad that stands out in front of other people. Location extensions. So Target is right is you know near me. I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, this location extension right here lets me know that I can go to Target and get, get some indestructible dog toys right away. I don't have to wait, I don't have to wait to get past stuff shipped to me. Um, I can go right there. So that's always a positive. And then call extensions, right? So a call extension in conversion rate optimization, we'll talk about this in the landing pages, the number one trust symbol on the internet is a phone number. If you have a phone number, put that phone number right where people can see it. Because if they know they can call you, they may not even call you, but the fact that they know they can is a huge trust symbol, a huge benefit for you. So next thing is structured snippets. So in this, like, you know, they're actually listing out the types of dogs and all these dogs here 
Bulldogs, Terriers, Dobermans, Border Collies, Husky, Labs. These dogs are all known to be what they call the power chewers, right? The ones that just tear toys apart. Um, so listen that out. That makes that ad relevant to me because I know, oh, man, if an American Bulldog or a Terrier or a Doberman can, they, they can handle this toy, my dog can handle this toy. Structure snippets are a great way to add that to there. Um, and then promotions. If you're an e-commerce business especially, um, promotion snippets are fantastic because it adds not only that promotion there, but I love this valid May 1st and May 14th. That is telling me that it's a limited time. It's adding a sense of urgency. Great thing there. And something new, if you're a lead business, um, these lead forms, they've been around for a few months now, but you know, people can actually fill out a lead form right from the ad and send you their information without even having to come to your website. Um, so if you're, if you're a lead submission company, test those out. All right, so make sure the ad copy matches user intent. So like I said, indestructible dog toys. I love Bullymake. 2020's top three durable toys with your power chewer needs. So this is where I'm talking about that it it's 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 making it's matching my intent and matching my needs, right? Not just in, I love the you know indestructible dog toys here, guaranteed to last a lifetime. Wonderful. Um, right here, bonus gift, dog toy bin, bark box, super chewer, official site. That doesn't really do anything for me, but I know I have a power chewer. They have specific needs. And this guarantee to last a lifetime, fantastic way to say that. And as you can see, no one's doing all this stuff right. Your your goal as a PPC marketer is to get all of this right. Because if you can get all of this right and get it all into an ad, you're going to stand out above everybody else. Include information about the offer. This is what we said here. Get a box of dog treats built for your power dog delivered monthly. I love that. It's telling me exactly. If I go to Bully Make, it's going to tell me exactly. I'm getting what exactly what's going to happen. I get delivered monthly. Um, I get dog toys and treats. I love even this. No rawhide because rawhide is bad for your dogs, right? Whereas free toy bin with sign up. Get tough toys chewing each month. That's there too. But this is very to the point and perfect to me. And then free shipping, low prices. That's another thing, right? As consumers, we love free shipping. And we want to, you know, anytime we put that out there is perfect. And this 24-7 expert help is also a good one. And finally, use natural language that sells, not just benefits. Westpaw Interactive Dog Toys are durable and safe. Dogs dig them and so will you. That's great. Like that, that they're, they're talking like their consumer talks, you know, they're, they're, they're being a little more personable than some of these other ones. So they, they do a really good job there of that. So this is where I get frustrated. This is my frustrated guy. Um, this is where PPC marketers lose so often. You know, we pick great keywords. We write get great ads, especially a lot of the big e-commerce site, like the barbecue grill site I was on. We had so many products, so many ads. I mean, so many, so many categories, all this stuff. We spent a lot of time sending keywords to just a, a single page, like gas, any kind of gas grill term would go to the gas grill page or this, any kind of dog toy term would go to a dog toy page, right? We need to match that user intent. If I'm looking for indestructible dog toys, my ad should be talking about it and that landing page should be talking about it. You gotta keep the promises of your ad message, include a single clear call to action. This is hugely, hugely important.
don't make me think. Give me one single clear call to action to do. Do that. I'm, I'm, I'm pointing that out. Very, very important. And then always keep the, the key messages above the fold and build trust. Again, if you can do those things, remember those three things I said, am I in the right place? How do I feel about this? And what do I do next? All those things I just said, that is exactly what I'm talking about. If you can do those things, you're solid. So let's look at two, a tale of two pages here, right? First one's Westpaw. So remember Westpaw's ad? Westpaw interactive dog toys, durable and safe dogs, dig them, so you guaranteed. Love that. Then we see their landing page. I am exceptionally, exceptionally confused here. Keep the promise of the ad message. Indestructible dog toys. Interactive dog toys, durable and safe. Dogs dig them, so will you. I love the image. It's fun. It's cute. This is above the fold that we're looking at right here. All right. Nothing here tells me anything that I was looking for in that ad or that ad told me I was going to do. There's not a single call to action. There's a couple links here. And this right here, play. I mean, this doesn't even look like a call to action if it is. This page is really, really missing out. And then keeping your messages above the fold. Again, nothing. It's basically a category page we can see on the right. Um, which is fine for some things, but we really need to have that all that above the fold. It's 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 how we we get people's interest, we keep it, and we get them moving. And then build trust. There is no trust on this page. I don't know if this is some guy sitting in his basement. I don't know if it's a local mom and pop shop, which I love, but I don't know that. There's nothing. That's even a trust symbol, right? Right? Small mom and pop shop. That could be a trust symbol. There's nothing here that, that tells me any of those things. It's This thing fails on every level. Um, if you work for West Paul, I apologize. Sort of do better on your landing pages. Now let's look at BarkBox. Remember BarkBox, Super Chewer official site, bonus gift dog toy bin. Did we match user intent? Durable dog stuff every month. Boom. Claim offer. Give a gift. This right away, right off the top of you know top of the page, they matched user intent perfectly. They keep the promise they had a message. Remember the super chewer right there. Super chewer, durable dog toys every month. What they told me was going to happen is happening, right? Even this, the free dog toy bin, you know, right there. Include a clear call to action, absolutely did that. Claim my offer, give us a gift. Right there, above the fold, clear as day, I know exactly what to do. And then they kept the important message above the fold, which is here. So all this is right above the fold. And then I, but the beauty thing is I know there's more, right? Whereas like Westpaw, I, except for that little arrow that we saw on, on the left hand, you may not have even noticed it. You didn't even know there was more to that page. Here, I can see that there's more to scroll to, which is great. And that's what we want to do. And then do we build trust? It's further down the page than I would like it. But they have the happiness guarantee. The dogs love their super, the super chewer boxes. I would love to see this up here, but it's still there. Having that trust 
up towards the top of the page, up near my offer is, is more important to me, but it is there. So I'm going to give them, you know, half a point for that. So to me, disqualifying people is as important, if not more important than actually qualifying them. And I know some people are going, what? That doesn't make sense. It does when you think about it, because if you don't disqualify people from the start, you're going to waste money. So at the keyword level, search queries, are we only using heavily targeted terms that our ideal customer would utilize? Remember what I said about that, that the long tail versus short tail? If, you're, if we're only using those really long tail terms that we know our customers are, are searching for when they're looking for our products or services, that's what we want. Placements, where are ads showing up? If we're utilizing display advertising or something like that, what kind of websites are we showing up on? What kind of people are they showing up on? And then our demographics, do they make sense for our ideal customer? If I'm searching for, if I'm, if I'm bidding on dog toy stuff, I should be looking for people that fall into the bucket of animal lovers, things like that. It, you know, we can blanket, use the shotgun method and just shoot our ads out there, or we can get really, really targeted with search queries, placements, and demographics and audiences. And we can really, really hone in on who our customer is, and that's where we're going to get the best benefit out of this. At the ad level, we want to look at the messaging, the imagery, and the calls to action, whether we're writing you know, search ads, whether we're utilizing display ads, remarketing. Make sure that our messaging, our imagery, and our calls to action in those ads are related to that search and what they're going to find on the line of page. Be upfront with price and offering. A lot of people try to hide this. I've never understood it. Even if you have a very, very expensive product, even if you have like the barbecue grill example, if we sold barbecue grills that were $10,000 and I would put that right in the ad, people would be like, don't do that. People won't click through. I'm like, great, right? Don't click through. I don't want you to click through if you can't afford my product. We're not, I'm not being mean to somebody. I'm just not give you know, we I don't want to give them the idea and be disappointed when they come to my website because maybe I have something they will like at a lower price point. So let's not disappoint people. Let's not be disappointed. Be upfront with price and offering. If you're high end, make sure people know it. I was just talking about that. Make sure if you're if you're selling Lexus cars, make sure that they know that a Lexus is an expensive high end vehicle. Or if you if, if you have a an Airbnb service, but you only cater to people that can afford five, 600 bucks a night, make sure they know that. Be upfront, and that's what it is. Be honest with your messaging. Don't try to get people into your, into your website and sell them after the fact. Let them know exactly what they're gonna get, let them, and be honest about it. And then at the landing page, craft your content towards your target. Don't be, all over the place. Make sure that if you are targeting dog owners, craft your content towards dog owners. If you are traveling towards big dog owners or people that have dogs that are big chewers, craft your target towards that. Tell people exactly how your product or service, what it's for and who it's for and what it does and make the form, if you're using a form, make it short and sweet so people fill it in always ask those important questions. As a CRO guy, you know, we always make those shorts as form, like in a perfect world, it would be email address and enter, right? Submit your email. 
like that would be the perfect way because that's the least amount of things people have to do. However, that's not a perfect world. And sometimes you have to ask a lot of questions. Just make sure it's as short as possible and it's to the point, but also it's enough to disqualify people. So if I'm getting a bunch, if I'm only asking for an email address and I'm selling land, but I need to know that people can afford that land, then I need to ask some qualifying questions. You know, what's your income level? Where do you live? Things like that. So don't be afraid to ask the important questions you need to. Just make sure it's only the questions you need at that landing page level. And then if it's a product-based, make sure your products are clearly visible, at least the most, the, your top sellers. And that way people can see exactly what you have and they can make that decision and leave right away if they need to. Don't be afraid of the bounce if they're not going to buy anyway. Thank you, Jeff, for these fantastic insights about maximizing ROI. Also, thank you, dear listener, for sticking with us throughout this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we're also keen to see how you implement the ideas shared by Jeff. Share this episode with someone who might find it useful and check out the other interesting conversations that we've had with industry experts. Don't forget to hit the follow button so that you never miss out on an episode from Behind Growth Scenes. That's all for this one. See you in the next episode. Until then, goodbye, take care, and always be testing.